0: Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Today for September 30th, 2016. This Sunday, TNA hosts their annual biggest show of the year, Bound for Glory. Now, I am recording this podcast on Thursday, the 29th of September. TNA might go out of business between now and when this podcast goes up. That is legitimately a thing that might happen. So, if it so happens that, you know, TNA doesn't exist and the show doesn't happen by the time this podcast goes up tomorrow, or today while you're listening to it, disregard everything I say from now. It's good. This is going to be a Bound for Glory preview if the show isn't happening well i'm previewing nothing i'm basically just just wasting yours and my time and i'll be wasting my time by actually going over to said show but nonetheless and attending it in person if it's on which hopefully it will be and it still might not be so that'll be fun we don't have an X division title match yet it it will be djz against somebody based on the tv it looks like a four-way maybe with everett eddie edwards and trevor lee which was the match at Slammiversary, i believe but nonetheless, they had a good match this anniversary. They're good wrestlers. They should have a good match here. That seems to be what they were, the, the TV hints toward. All four of those guys intertwined in some way. And that should be a good match. And D2C is great. There is the Bound for Gold Gauntlet match. Which was one of the worst matches of the year last year. And based on the currently announced lineup. It does not look like it's going to get any better. It's Tyrus, Robbie, Baron Dax, Jesse Cotters, Grado. Spud, Mahablishir, and Basil Baraka. That's not a lineup that inspires too much inspiration. I don't even know who, who would win. Who would win? Robbie E? Tyrus won last year. And we'll just do a reoccurring thing that Tyrus wins this every year. Which, okay. But yeah, this it, it, this match got an irrational amount of time last year. And if it does the same this year, and murders the crowd like it did last year. Like, that crowd was really hot for the X Division opener last year at Banff Glory. Then this match came along, and they barely made a peep for the rest of the night. This match killed that show single-handedly. Destroyed it dead. But, um, who's gonna win? I don't know. Somebody. Maria against Gale Kim in a match that's been building for around six months. Maybe a little longer which is for Maria's TNA Knockouts Championship. I'm interested to see how this match goes, because like, Gail Kim has shown an ability to carry lesser workers to the great matches. I'm looking at you, terrell She has done this before. It's not, like, revolutionary to her. And Maria's not incompetent, and Maria is good at what she does. She's obviously not this great worker, but, you know, she's a good heel, and she knows how to, to play that character. Of course, the, the big wild card here is if they turn Allie or not. This seems like the moment you would turn Allie, because Maria's been berating and lambasting Allie for the last, like, two months. She, she stole her knockout's title from her, and, and they're, they're slowly building to the point where Allie, you know, stands up for herself and becomes her own lady. Whether or not that is here remains to be seen. I think it probably should be, but we'll see. I'm interested to see what this match is like. I think it might be a good match. I think they are capable of a good match. They might lean too heavily on shenanigans and probably won't do themselves any favours if they do, but, like, Gilkim's great, and she is capable of making this match work. Moose against the Miracle Mike Bennett in both men's first Bound for Glory match. This should be basically a a walkover for Moose. But the problem is Cody Rhodes is coming in likely to work with Mike Bennett if if tapings happen past this show. which, Which in fairness, if this show happens, the television tapings will happen. So one won't happen without the other. So... Like, Moose should win, Moose should definitely win, they're building toward Moose against Bobby Lashley, which makes the, actually the main event quite interesting in terms of who would win, because there's one person you think should win, but then they're building toward Moose against Lashley, which they could do as a non-title match, but it would have more impact as a title match. Nonetheless, Moose wins, Bennett refuses to leave the ring, Cody comes out and lays her out. That's it. Cody Rhodes, by the way. But just Cody, because you can't use the name Rhodes. That's, that seems like a, a kind of surefire formula to work there. Or Bennett throws a straw, but then Cody's like, Haha, I'm disposing of you. Look at me. I am here. Cody Rhodes. Whoa. You're only smoking mirrors. Aaron Rex against Drew Galloway for the Impact Grand Championship with the wacky Impact Grand Championship MMA style rules. Drew has shown a propensity for making this work. These rules work. And Drew is great. Drew is honestly one of like the most like versatile, talented wrestlers on the planet right now. He can literally work with anybody and have a great match. He's great. He's so good. And then Aaron Rex has yet to show much spark in TNA, both on the personality side and in ring, though he has been lumped into rules that he's not overly familiar with and don't entirely fit his style, not to mention working in a six-sided ring for the first time, which I'm sure takes a bit of adjustment. But he's in the ring with Drew Galloway at Ban Glory in what will no doubt be a long-form match. I'm interested to see if they extend the time limits to do, like, say, three five-minute rounds or five three-minute rounds for title matches. I'm interested to see, do, do they actually alter that in any way to try and make title matches seem a little more epic? They probably should, but we shall see. But if, if Rex can't make it work with Galloway, he can't make it work with anybody. DK, Abyss and Crazy Steve with Rosemary, face the Broken Hardys, Matt and Jeff Hardy with Rabbi Sky or, or Rebecca Hardy. Wikipedia lists this as a false count anywhere no holds barred war match. That's not what it is. It's the Great War! I don't know what the Great War is, other than that they have stated that the battlefield is all of Earth. I'm not sure how that works nonetheless this should be fun like abyss and hardy's plunder you know you know what you're gonna get it'll likely be longer than the average like monsters ball style match this will likely be a monsters ball style match fun fact 11 years ago first ever bound for glory abyss and jeff hardy wrestled each other so 11 years later they're still in the same match doing probably a very similar match style it should be wacky it should be over the top it should be lots of fun jeff hardy will probably jump off something high the hardys i don't know it looks like they're Striving forward with the broken hardies, which I wouldn't do. I'd personally blow off the broken gimmick and then bring it back once a year. Just when it's special and it means something, and then do your big kind of fighting the hardy household. But I suppose they're trying to milk something that's working for everything it's worth, which I suppose you can't really blame them. But nonetheless, I I wouldn't do it. But it should be a great match. Hardy should win the titles. This is this is the moment for the Hardys to win the titles and then maybe be pals again. You see that that's what I do, where where it was clearly the Hardys losing the titles and the betrayal of his brother that set Matt off on this path, and winning the tie titles should end the path, and they should be happy campers again. But nonetheless, Ethan Carter III against Bobby Lashley in a match TNA had been building towards since March. In Kurt Angle's final match, Bobby Lashley laid him out, EC3 made the save, and then that's the moment TNA turned the parallel paths that that Lashley and EC3 were on inward, and they started moving toward each other, with Bound for Glory being the clear and obvious destination. And that's long-term planning, folks. I do think they haven't done a great job of making like giving you a compelling reason to watch this match in particular. Like I think they've done a good job with Ethan Carter's individual story. I think they've done a good job with Bobby Lashley's individual story. I think they've a, done a good job of teasing this match for six months. But when it comes down to like the the, the nitty gritty of what is their beef, what is the the actual story, aside from a, a tremendous press conference where Bobby Lashley was just like the the greatest man on earth. Bobby Lashley's is great. I don't think they've really done the hard sell for this. And I think they still have one episode of Impact to go. It to airs tonight as I record this. So they they might really go heavy on that match tonight. But we'll see. It should be a good match. Lashley is great. I think Ethan, Ethan Carter is plucky. It will be a no holes barred match, I believe. Which, you know, plunder. Bobby Lashley and plunder. I think plunder probably helps EC3 a little more. Yeah, it's a big main event. They've been building toward it for six months. Also, Lashley has never beaten EC3 they've wrestled three times in singles matches, EC3 won all of them. EC3 should probably win, EC3 has been losing a lot this year in important matches, or at least not winning, I think he's only been pinned twice. I I, I do think it's important for EC3 to finally have that big crowning moment and give him his shot on top as like an all-conquering babyface, because he's the only one TNA have that might actually work. That's Bound for Glory, it might not happen. We'll see. If it does, that's your card. That's your preview. You can listen to the new episodes of the podcast today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TLSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TVS Network. Also subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at G A or e-d-t-k-a-d-n-e-y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.